by faith we have been made acceptable to God. And now, because of our Lord Jesus Christ, we live at peace with God. Christ has also introduced us to God's undeserved kindness on which we take our stand. So we are happy as we look forward to sharing in the glory of God. But that's not all. We gladly suffer because we know that suffering helps us to endure. And endurance builds character, which gives us hope. That will never disappoint us. All of this happens because God has given us the Holy Spirit who fills our heart with his love. Christ died for us at the time when we were helpless and full of sin. Good morning. The passage today is uh, its one of those in Scripture that has a lot to say in a short section. Um, there are a, a lot of words in here that if we just go through them kind of quickly, we miss the essence of what God is trying to convey um, to us. Um, with, with, with his words, he is telling us whose we are. And he wants us to know in this section how far he went to, to prove that. Um, audience participation time. Looking forward to that, aren't you, Terry? Um, have you ever thought or, or do you currently think that God's out to get you? He's, he's just waiting for you to, to mess up. Things are going good, but I don't really want to enjoy it because around the corner, God's waiting on me. He's, he's going to drop the hammer. He's going to, or, well, it's gone, but a piano. If you saw that one, it showed God, the little caption said God sitting at his computer and a piano hanging over top of guy waiting to, waiting to hit the keystroke to drop it on you. Anybody ever thought that? Yeah, right? And if you didn't raise your hands... Do you still think that? Because you got to fall into that in one of those two categories. Because that's what I mean. That's what the world wants us to really hear. Um, many people see God in that way. They 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 do not see God in their corner, right? Picture a boxing match, right? You've got two different sides in a boxing match. And each boxer has uh, a team in his corner. And, and without the team in his corner, he's really not going to succeed. You know, he's, you know you, you've got his manager that's, that's um, helping him adapt to, to the fight, uh, giving him instruction, reminding him of, of what he's done and how he's trained. You've got the cut man uh, that, that helps, you know, temporarily seal up the, the wound so that he can go back out and keep at it. Who you have in your corner matters. It, it gives you confidence. Um, it gives you direction. Um, and and it, it, it helps you understand the, the walk and the path that you're supposed to be on. And if, you, and if you do not fully believe that God is in your corner, you will struggle. I will struggle. You won't be able to face the tasks that are in front of you. Um, that, that are in your path 
that God needs you and me to accomplish on his behalf for the kingdom, um, for, his, for his glory. Um, we have um, many things that could potentially kind of derail us in our thinking, you know. And so for those of you that are in that camp or have been in that camp at one point in time, and, and there might be things that occur that temporarily you know, put you back in that mindset, you know, but, but the things that occur, you know, it's Satan whispering in our ears, right? He lies to us all the time. Um, he, he wants us to feel alone, isolated, uh, defeated. Uh, you know, whenever you get caught in sin, man, he is right there telling you, you're not worth it. Give up. Um, God doesn't love you any longer. I mean, those are the kinds of things that, that get in our head. Um, Self-worth, right? I don't really deserve to be God's. I don't deserve his, his favor, right? You see, but our self-worth doesn't come from the things that we've done or the things that we can or cannot do. Um, our self-worth comes based upon the market that God created and the price that he paid. That's where we find our self-worth. Um, you know, we find ourselves drifting. You know, maybe a lack of commitment at that time can get in our heads and make us kind of feel separated from God. Weaker misguided teachings, depending on where you came from. You know, I, I never personally had that type of teaching, but I, I know people that have. I've talked to them. You know, that, that, that God's not really touchy-feely. You know, he's, he's standoffish. You know, I've, I've talked to people that think, you know, if, if they were getting ready to hit a tree, they'd run off the road, right? And some vulgarity might accidentally slip out of their mouth right before they hit the tree, um, that they would be lost. That, you know, that's, that's the mentality of God's waiting for me to slip up, right? But that's not the God that we serve. That is not the God that created us. That's not the God, right, that laid out a plan specifically to reconcile us to him. And if you walk that way, or if you've walked that way, um, somebody help me. When you thought that, when you thought that, that God wasn't on your side, that he was waiting to get you, how did you feel in your life at that point in time? Hmm? Empty? Hopeless? I'm glad you're participating because long, awkward periods of silence don't bother me, right? I'll get what I want, right? Others, how do you feel? Helpless, sad. I mean, that's a, that is a miserable way to live your life, and much of the world lives that way. It's 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 a pitiable, pitiable state to be in, right? And, and especially for a Christian to think that I'm on pins and needles, just wait for God to get. Waiting for him to pull the trap door, or hit me with the, the thunderbolt, or drop the piano on my head. That is not 
the way God wants us to live. And that is not his teaching, is it? He wants us to be a people that has a relationship with him that gives us many, many attributes. And I'm going to walk through them here. Um, I'm going to walk through them. This, this section, I'm calling it the progressive conditionals. And this isn't the only section of Scripture that's like that. I mean, when you go into Galatians 5 and look at, at, the, at the fruit of the Spirit, I believe that's another section that, that is a um, progressive conditionals, that things build on one another. The, the characteristics, um, attitudes, and understandings that we have, they build. You know? and, and so the things that we take on give us the ability um, and, and willingness to allow the other things to come to us that God wants. And so walk through this with me. You know, <clears throat> when, you, when you look at this passage um, that, uh, that, that, that Tommy read for us, um, and, and all of the words that are in there, um, they, they build on one another. And he begins this way. He says, you know, that we were justified by faith. You know, we're made right. And that's the starting point in a relationship. When we act in faith, right? When we when we based on his teachings, when we act and do what he's asked us to do, we are we are made right with God. And once that happens, and and, and I looked at many different versions um, to and, and, and at the Greek to find the language um, that's there. And what he's saying is that we then can live at peace with God, right? Right out of the gate, when we've been made right through our faithful act, right? We're, you know, and he taught it, and he practiced it. The first, the first century practiced it. The starting point, right, that, that point of accepting what he has said to do, you know, baptism, faith. We are justified and made right. And then, at that moment, we can live at peace with our Father. We, we looked at it this morning. We've been studying John. And in John chapter 20, when Jesus manifested himself in the upper room where the, where, uh, the disciples, 10 of the 11 at that point in time, that were, that were there. Um, Thomas was not there at that point. But he came in, and three times he said, Peace be upon you. Peace. Because he knows that in order for us to be who we need to be and accomplish what we need, we've got to know that we are at peace with God. That he's not out to get you. Right? That the hammer isn't pulled back waiting for you to make the mistake. No. We are made right and we can be at peace with God. That is, that is critical to understand. Otherwise, you live a life of anxiety. Um, it can make you, 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 you can be bitter. You can be, you know, cranky. You know, we don't want to be that cranky person in the church, in the congregation. And peace, believe me, what he's telling us, peace matters. To know that I am right with God. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, okay. Right? It, 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 it's true. It, it is a foundation of our walk to be at peace. And then, through Jesus Christ, we understand that we have God's grace, right? 
um, or his kindness. That, 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 by the way, that was a contemporary English version that, that we read. Contemporary English. Um, God's grace, that thing, right? That thing that, that gets debated um, all the time. But God's grace is simply his gift to us. It, it's what he provides that we, can, we cannot obtain without his gift, right? So we have been made right. We have peace through Jesus Christ. He's the one that brought that to us, right? He was the reconciling factor. And we then reside in a state of God's grace, his kindness um, over us. And then his kindness gives us the ability, right, to stand. And this word, if you look, it means a prolonged existence, right? The ability to stay upright and vertical and to maintain yourself. And so that is a state where we don't, we don't flee, we don't, we don't waver, right? Because we've been made right, because we have peace, because we have Christ, because we are residing sorry, in his grace, right? We have the ability to stand, right? To be firm, to dig our heels in, right? And be the people and the person, right? To be the teenager, to be the adult, to be the family, to be the folks that are in their senior years, that are looking toward that permanent reconciliation. That, that he has. He gives us the ability of staying power. Staying power. And that's what the church needs. It needs folks that have staying power. Um, because Satan does not like folks that have staying power. Right? He wants folks that, are wa- that will waver, that are weak. That will turn from all the things that have been provided. But God wants us to know, right, through the pen of Paul, that he's given us the things, given us those building blocks, those progressive conditionals that if we take them, we have staying power for our lives, right? To be faithful throughout the walk. Paul talked about that later on in Corinthians, running the race, right? It's a marathon. It's a long race or a long boxing match. You've got to stay at it. And he says, even though I'm Paul, right, if I don't stay at it, if I don't have that staying power, I could give up the crown that's waiting for me. It takes staying power in our lives. And his grace brings about God's glory. We share in God's glory. And that's, a, that's, a, that's an easy thing to read through. Um, but to really grasp what that is, right? You know, we are to show and we are to reflect, you know, God's glory. Um, in 2 Corinthians um, chapter 3. We're, we're, we're compared to the church. We're compared to Moses, right? Remember that passage? When Moses came off of the mountain, and his face was glowing so much because he was reflecting the glory of being in the presence of God that the people were scared, and they asked him to, to cover his face with a veil, um, to cover his head. And Paul goes on to tell us there that we, the church, reflect, an even greater amount of glory than Moses did. We, we reflect who God is. The essence of God is what we are to share in, 
And again, it's hard for us to get our hands around, uh, to get our mind wrapped around. But that's, but that's what he's telling us, folks. Do you feel better about yourselves? Kevin does. All right. You get a piece of candy on the way out. See that he gets one, Paul. But, but, but right, I mean, that's, that's supposed to make us feel good. It's supposed to make us empowered. It's, it's, supposed to, it's supposed to remind us of who we are and whose we are. That we share, you know, it's not a suggestion, it's a fact, it's a statement. We share in the glory that is, that is God Almighty. Um, sharing in God's glory. Now this one is, is kind of tough. I, I always struggle with this, this idea of... Um, liking or enjoying we're happy at, restate that the, the language actually says happy we're happy to have trials and tribulations and sufferings anybody got their got that one down I mean that's that's tough I mean that's tough how are things going great I've got some tremendous tribulations going on this week how about you right that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of one of those things that's, a, that's an oxymoron. So what's that really mean, brothers and sisters? To be happy that you have tribulation, that you have suffering. I mean, that, that is a big picture statement. Well, first of all, I, I submit to you that there's absolutely no way that you could be if you had not been justified. Right? If you'd not been made right, if you had not been put at peace with your relationship with God, right? If you, you know, did did not have God's grace, and if you, you know, weren't standing in His kindness, um, and if you weren't sharing in His glory, absolutely no way that you could fathom being happy during tribulation, suffering, trials. But big picture thinking tells us that when we go through that, and when we look back, right, when you look back at, at those things that have already occurred in your life, how did they shape you for God's purposes? Right? It's tough when you're standing in them, when you're going through them. But in retrospect, as Christians, we can look back and say, ah, yeah, you know, that, that kind of equipped me to be able to handle this. That kind of equipped me to be able to, to share with someone else that's going through it now. You know, it's, that, that's meat. That is mature stuff. To even consider and fathom that I would be happy in tribulations, but the backside of it that we have to know and 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 look to is that I'll be better. I'll be better equipped. God needs me for something else, and He tells us here that those tribulations produce. Endurance. Right? They produce endurance. 
you know, the ability to stand. How am I going to do that? Well, there'll be things along the way that if you trust me, that'll help you be in, enduring, long-lasting, um, perseverance. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7, On that day you will be glad, even if you have to go through many kinds and many hard trials for a while. Your faith will be like gold that has been tested in a fire. And these trials will prove that your faith is worth much more than gold that can be destroyed. They will show, they, the trials, antecedent trials, they will show that you will be given praise and honor and glory when Jesus Christ returns. Stay in power, folks. And so when things are going on, we have to help one another to be able to, to stand and endure those things, but we also have to help one another understand and remember that we have to endure, and God equips us for enduring the, the long-lasting life of of the Christian. Endurance builds character, he tells us. Right? Um, that of your proven walkabout. Right? Walkabout. A smile from Linda. Right? She got her down under voice going, I matey. No, that's wrong. Yeah, they say that, don't they? Matey? Well, or pirates do. But Australia. But the walkabout. That's, that's, a, that's some language that Paul uses um, in his writings. Um, and, and, and he talks about it in many places, but um, it, it's really a theme in, in Galatians as he's talking about the grace and, and the walk that we have. But it defines the character of who we are day in and day out, right? You know, the mistake you make doesn't define you, right? The short entanglement in a sin, that doesn't define you. What we're looking at here defines you. It's, it's the walkabout. It, it is that proven character that comes about from all these things that God is providing for us, right? That proven person, that proven being that is reflecting God's glory, right? Proven character. And then finally, he says that proven character brings about hope, right? And not wishful thinking. That's not hope, right? That is not hope from God. Hope from God is an expectation of His deliverance. It, it is the expectation of the fulfillment of His promise, right? And I hope I'm going to be saved hope I'm going to be saved. Now, just because they're walking out on me, that doesn't mean uh, not a moment's peace from me, is there, Jim? But we have to know and believe that God will fulfill His promises. That's hope, right? Um, last night, we were at a band competition, and we were talking about on the way home a lot of folks that were just really surprised. Big Walnut qualified last night for state. It was it was an awesome, awesome moment. We don't know that they've ever qualified this early 
um, in, in a season. Um, but I had told someone, I, I, I think they, they did a great job. I think it's their best show yet. I, I, was, ex, I was expecting, I was expecting um, them to be recognized for what I believe to be a quality program. Uh, some others said, man, there's no way I was expecting that. That was a real, real surprise. And we have to have that expectation of what God's going to deliver. You know, we should not be walking through life. We should not be laying on our deathbed, you know, going, I, I hope I'm going to be saved. That is no way for a Christian to behave, Right? That's the mindset of God's out to get me. God doesn't really have my back. He's not really in my corner in here in this boxing ring of life. No. God wants us to know with confidence that we are His. And so Hebrews 11, we know this, right? You can see it up here. Faith makes us sure of what we hope for and gives us proof of what we cannot see. It was their faith that made our ancestors pleasing to God, right? Just because we can't see it or touch it does not mean that it's not there, right? We hope with an expectation of God fulfilling His promises to us um, because His hope does not disappoint. God has never, ever, 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 never, ever, never, broken the parts. He has fulfilled every promise that he ever made in Scripture, and he recorded it to show us, right? And so he has a 100% track record. And so the Christian should not doubt for one moment that he will fulfill the final one, and that is to reunite us in heaven, right, in the final resurrection. That is a hope that we know will not disappoint. Yeah? Um, and God's love is poured out. And that's, that's his final. Right? He doesn't disappoint, and God pours out his love to us. He gave us his Holy Spirit. Right? He sealed us. We see that in Ephesians chapter 1. Right? That he sealed us with his Spirit. Which means, you know, he, he owns us. He, he designated us. It's a sign that we belong to the King. He gave us His Spirit, right? And so we have that essence of Him that resides within us, right? To help us, to guide us, to intercede for us, right? You know, God is, I kind of like to describe it this way. God, you know, the God of, of Scripture Old Testament was kind of afar, right? Then Jesus, God, came near and dwelt among us. But He told us, it's better for me to go. Because I'm sending you a comforter. And so God was afar. He came near. And then he dwelt within us. It is God within us. Right? His essence resides within the Christian. And God's love, right, is always defined and demonstrated by his actions. And here, we will, here we'll finish it up. And we'll tie it up. Right? Because... When people talk about love, right, it's agape. We, you know, we can go to the Greek. There's, you know, there's four different kinds of, 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 of love described in the Greek. Um, agape is God's love, and we're, and we're taught when we're young that, that it's un, unconditional love, right? 
and that's that's a good word and but God if you look in scripture his love is always defined by action if you want to know what God's love looks like look to his actions look to his actions and so um, John 3.16, right? We know this one. God loved the people of the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who has faith in him will have eternal life and never really die. God did not send his son into the world to condemn it. He sent him to save it. And John, 1 John, ironically, 3.16, is something that's also similar in nature. We know what love is because, we know what love is because Jesus gave his life for us. That's why we must give our lives for each other. The cycle of commitment. The rest of the passage, beginning in verse 6. Christ died for us at a time when we were helpless and sinful. Now, put the words, God's out to get you, on your mind as you're listening to this. No one is really willing to die for an honest person, though someone might be willing to die for a truly good person. But God showed how much He loved us, right? But God showed how much He loved us by having Christ die for us, even though, even though we were sinful, right? Whenever you're talking to someone about wanting to get their life right and squared away, you know, before they might come to church or come to a Bible study with you, um, take them to this passage. It's simple and straightforward. He wasn't waiting for us to get our act together before he did what he needed to do, right? It's what he did that saves us, right? He, he did the heavy lifting. He did the heavy lifting. Um, but there's more, he says, but there's more. Now that God has accepted us because Christ sacrificed his life's blood, we will also be kept safe from God's anger. Does that sound like God's out to get you? No. Nah. God's in your corner. God is not out to get you. His anger is not pointed Towards you, nor me. We are saved from his anger. We are saved from that judgment that's sitting out there that gets on gets on your mind. And I'm worried about, it. worried about, it. worried about. You know, after I die and we go before the judgment seat, he's got the big, you know, 200 inch television, and he's replaying everything. You know, depends on how old you are. Some of you, he may have your life on a on a um, VHS tape. You know, others might, you know, there might be a, a CD-ROM drive. Um, and, uh, you know, for the younger folks, you know, it's an, it's an SD card. You know, we're just going to play back everything and sit there and look at it and, and put you through it. Nah. Nah. He did the heavy lifting, and he gave Christ. That's how much, that's how much he loves you, how much he loves me, how much he loves the world. Right? And so... Even when we were God's enemies, if you're, not, if you're not convinced yet, he goes on to say, even when we were God's enemies, and it really doesn't matter what translation you go look at, the majority of them 
use that term enemies. We were enemies of the cross. We were enemies of Christ until we accepted and he justified us and made us right. And we found peace. Right? Even when we were God's enemies, he made peace with us. He started the section out with peace. And he's wanting to make sure that we don't miss it. He made peace with us because his son died. Yet something even greater than friendship is ours. Now that we are at peace with God, we will be saved by his son's life. Right? Not out to get you. Be at peace with God. Have that relationship of peace with him. And in addition, and he just doesn't stop, does he? That's what you're thinking about me. But, but, you know, he's, he starts us out, but even though this isn't just it. And in addition to everything else, we are happy. That's that word happy again. Because God sent our Lord Jesus Christ to make peace with us. And so if you'll notice, I don't know how clever you'll think it is, but God's not out to get you. God's out to get you. God's out to get you. Um, don't live your life like he's against you. Don't walk that way. Don't think that way. Um, because he will fight for you and does fight for you. You know, whenever a temptation is put in front of you, right, whatever you struggle with, turn around and envision God standing behind you. Because that's what Satan sees when he comes, right? He sees God in our corner. We just can't forget it. God's always there, always fighting for us. Romans 8.31, what can we say about all of this? If God is on our side, can anyone be against us? God did not keep back his own son. Sounds like something you've already heard, doesn't it? Um, he's, he's got a theme that he's preaching. Paul does. But he gave him for us. If God did this, won't he freely give us everything else? There is nothing in heaven nor earth that is more valuable than Jesus Christ. And God gave Jesus Christ on behalf of you and me and everyone else. And that's what defines your worth. That's what defines your worth. God did everything he could. He gave everything he could. And that's not somebody who's out to get you. That's somebody who's out to get you. Right? He wants you. Um, would any of you give your hungry child a stone? If the child asked for some bread? Would you give your child a snake? If the child asked for a fish? As bad as you are, you still know how to give good gifts to your children. But your Heavenly Father is even more ready to give good things to people who ask. Jesus knew this. And Jesus was prepared to demonstrate this, this level of, of commitment that God has. Um, so live your life. Live your life like God has given you everything that you need to do that. Um, because... He wants us to be at peace.
because only when we're really at peace with him can we do and live the way we should the way we should um, so you live your life like he is out to get you and did and if you haven't let him let him get you let him get you message is yours if you are here today and have not let God get you let him let him get you um, put, it, put Christ on in, in baptism um, start that walk find that peace because that's where it's found that's when it's found find that peace and then all the other things that he laid out for us today he'll give to help you endure and walk the life right and live in his grace right? and show his glory that he has if, if you have any other needs um, that, that the congregation or ministers eldership can, can help you with come let us know that or find us later um, so we can so we can help um, find that stability and that level that you need in your life so with that will you stand and, and uh, mark will, or uh, yeah mark no problem sorry will come lead us in a